I want to talk to you about the subject of faith. Now, faith is the key or the basis of our walk with God. It's the very basis of everything. Uh, faith starts with the heart and the mind, and it goes into our actions. Praise the Lord. So faith is a very essential part of our walking with the Lord, and it's the very, very first step. The reason I want to talk to you about this tonight is because that I think in these last days there's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to be shoved at us. It's going to come our way, and it'll make you think, well, uh, that's not according to the Bible, or that's not according to what I understand the Bible to be. Uh, that's not according to my faith and so forth. Many things people start begin to believe. I was reading the other day where they've launched a new telescope out into outer space now that's supposed to be more powerful than anything they've ever created, ever made. And it's supposed to go out into outer space and then open all up and shape up and then it can it can it can it can focus way, way out for they into now listen, this is time. Light travels at the speed of 186,000 miles per second. Everybody got that? Light travels at the speed of 186,000 miles per second. That's the speed of light. Uh, how, how far does light go in one year? How many seconds in a year? All right. How many seconds in a hundred years? How many seconds... Are there in a thousand years? How about a million years? How about a billion years? I mean, you, you're talking about way, 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 way out there, you know. And they're saying that this is going to focus way out there and we're going to be able to see things that's out there that's as far as it's, in, it's a billion light years away. That's beyond my ability to comprehend and grasp. I think, wait a minute, the Bible says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and he spoke all things into existence. The Bible also tells me that the Lord, when he created the heavens and the earth, praise the Lord, and he spoke all these things in existence, also tells me over in Psalms that he knows the numbers of the stars. Man is, is blown away. The further he sees, the further out there he can see, the more stars he can see. And... The Lord, the Bible says God has got them all numbered. He knows how many there are. And it goes a little bit further. He's got a name for all of them. <laughs> Think about that name. I mean, you're, you're, you're out of my, you're beyond me for sure. All of us. I'm just saying God is so great. God is so great. And yet people try to make God to be within our ability to comprehend and grasp and think and everything. So what I want to do is talk to you on some things. Some things, folks, we just have to say, God, I believe your word. I believe the truth. I believe the scriptures of, of the Bible. And I'm going to show you here today how important that is, and there's great power in that faith. Now, I want to start here with something that uh, I read a number of years ago, and it's found in Habakkuk 1.4. And uh, this is a, uh, a point that very few people know about if you look in Habakkuk uh, 1.4 Habakkuk questioned the way God was doing things now go to Habakkuk chapter 1 and verse 4 chapter 1 verse 4 with me 
Praise God. And he talks a little bit about it, and he says how that God told him to prophesy and tell Israel, I'm going to judge you because you've been sinful, you've been doing the wrong thing, and I'm going to send the country of Babylon against you. Babylon. I'm going to send Babylon against you, and Babylon is going to conquer you, and is going to put you in, make you in, bring you into captivity. And so Habakkuk says in chapter 1, verse 4, Therefore the law is slacked in judgment, doth never, doth never go forth. Now look at this. For the wicked doeth compass about the righteous. Therefore wrong judgment proceedeth. He's telling God that doesn't make sense because you're using a nation that's wicked to judge Israel. That's also wicked. You're saying Israel's wicked. And Babylon is more wicked than Israel. So he says, God, that doesn't seem right. Now look over in verse 12. I'm going to go to verse 12 here. Uh, we're still there in that. In, we're in the. Uh, well, let me read verse 12. I don't have it on your charts here. Look at 12, uh, verse 12, 112. Art thou not from everlasting, O Lord my God, my Holy One? We will not die. He says here in verse O Lord, thou hast ordained them for judgment. That's the Babylonians. And O mighty God, thou hast established them for correction. That's the Babylonians. Thou art pure eyes than to behold evil. Canst thou not look on iniquity? Wherefore lookest thou upon them that deal treacherously and holdest thy tongue when the wicked devoureth the man that is more righteous than he? He says, you're using wicked Babylon to judge wicked Israel, and Babylon is more wicked than Israel, but you're using Babylon to judge Israel. And so he's presenting that to God. And then down in chapter 2, and I won't read the first verse, I'll have you go to chapter, to verse 2, but in the first verse he says, then I stood back and let God answer me, because I knew God would have an answer and I didn't know what it would be. This is what the Lord says to him in verse 2. And the Lord answered me, this is chapter 2, verse 2. The Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tablets that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. In other words, it's going to happen. Though it tarry, wait for it. Because it will surely come. It will not tarry. There's going to be a judgment against Israel is what he's saying. And it's going to come from Babylon. Now look at verse 4. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him. But, that's talking about Israel. But the just shall live by his faith. Praise the Lord. In other words, let me say this to you, Habakkuk. You trust God regardless of how it looks. I don't care how things go in your life. I don't care how things become. I don't care how things are. You say, God, your ways are always right and your ways are true. And he stated this statement here, the just shall live by faith. You can't always see it. You can't always Maybe perceive it and understand it with our little brains. 
But it's going to be right, praise the Lord. And if you just have faith in what I do and what I say and what I'm going to uh, declare, it'll always come out right for the just, which are the righteous. Everybody say praise the Lord. Lord. This is what he was telling Habakkuk. Now, in the New Testament, this is confirmed in three different places. I'm going to read them to you, all three of them. One is Romans 1, chapter 1, verse 17. The Lord confirms this. Romans chapter 1, verse 17. This is what Paul says in writing here. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Now, when he says, as it is written, he's referring to Habakkuk. Habakkuk was the first one that God pinned that to him or gave that to him for him to pen. The just shall live by faith. And you're going to go through some things. You may see some things. You may have some things come in your life. Things may not always be smooth. They may not always be the way you want it or you like it or you think it should be. But you say, I'm still going to live for God. I'm still serving the Lord regardless. Praise the Lord. And you establish that in your heart. Now, this is what Romans declares it. And he goes on to say here, I'll read that uh, 17th verse again. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed. From faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Now, that's repeated also in the book of Galatians. Galatians 3.11. Galatians 3.11. And it simply says, But that no man is justified by the law, that is of the Old Testament, in the sight of God, it is evident. Man's not justified by the law of God. For the just shall live by faith. So here it is repeated again. And Paul, of course, writing Galatians here is repeating this also coming out of Habakkuk. And then one other place is over in the book of Hebrews. And he says it over in chapter chapter 10, verse 38. Very simple verse. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. The just shall live by faith. Three, four verses in the Bible, one in the Old Testament, three in the New Testament, saying the just shall live by faith. Praise the Lord. So by that, all of us know that it's going to be very important that we exercise, have, and maintain faith in our lives and walking with God to believe the Lord, to believe him for everything in his word, for what he says, for what he does, and how he leads and guides and directs us. Praise the Lord. Now, uh, I want you to look at part two here. I'm going to deviate on something, and I'm going to mention something that I've talked to you about before. But stay with me on this, because I'm going to show you something that happened in the Old Testament where the, the people had to understand that they would have to have faith to be able to perceive the mind and the will of God. Now, look over in... Uh, the verses that we're going to call, call out to you here. Uh, chapter, Exodus chapter 20 and verse 19. Exodus chapter 20 and verse 19. All right. Now, in that second line that we've got there look at what i've got written out here when god gave the ten commandments in exodus chapter five the people said 
Now, before I go any further, let me say this. In Exodus chapter 5, God gave the children of Israel the basic or the, the Ten Commandments. Actually, there was 813 laws that God gave to Israel, gave to Moses for God to give to Israel, and Israel was to exercise them, uh, 813 of them. They went from all the way from uh, moral laws to hygiene laws to uh, farming laws, how to farm the land, everything. It covered a lot of territory. But the Ten Commandments, the Lord told Israel, I want you to come to the foot of Mount Sinai, and I'm going to speak those commandments to you. And I don't want anybody getting anywhere near it. I want you to stay back away from the mountain a little bit. Don't let no donkey, no animal, any of your cows or sheep or goats, don't let them even touch the mountain because they'll die if they do. I'm going to speak to you. And Moses came down. He said, now get ready. God's going to do it. And sure enough, and in the 20th chapter of the book of Exodus, the Lord, <coughs> excuse me, the Lord spoke those Ten Commandments. He went down the line. I'm not going to deal with it, talk about it. That's not our subject here tonight. Only to say that the Lord gave them the Ten Commandments. And whenever he got through all speaking and it was lightning and thundering and the voice of God was booming out of heaven, coming down and they knew if they touched that mountain any of any one of them would die they were shaken in their boots they were trembling all over those people were there was the whole the whole bunch of israelites that came out of egypt now here they were at the foot there's about like a month later now they were at the foot of mount sinai and they were receiving the ten commandments and it scared them to death and when they got all through, and when they got all through doing that, this is what they said to Moses, Moses in the 19th verse. And I'm emphasizing here what this verse says. And they said unto Moses, speak thou to us, and we will hear. But let not God speak with us, lest we die. We don't want to hear God speak to us anymore. You speak to us that God said it, and we'll believe it. That's all we need. You understand what I'm saying? And all the other 803 commandments that Moses gave, he said, this is what God says that you need to do. They said, okay, that's it. We'll do it. So forth. They started walking with God. Now, over in the book of Deuteronomy... He gives the commandments again in the fifth chapter. I won't have you read there. But he doesn't speak it. Moses reminds the children of Israel, this is what the Ten Commandments are. Remember, you heard it, and I wrote it all down on stone. I put it on stone, and I handed it to you. Now they've got it in stone written down. You've got the Ten Commandments. And then over in that, uh, in that, 18th verse, 18th chapter. This is Deuteronomy chapter 18. Now, I want you to go to Deuteronomy 18. I want to show you something. This is when Moses was getting ready to sort of wrap everything up. And this is what he was telling the children of Israel. I'm reading the 15th verse. Everybody still with me? Amen. This is talking about those Ten Commandments and what Israel had said to him. You say it, and we will, we will do it. That's it. Now, in the 15th verse... Moses says, the Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet. Everybody say with me, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. 
from the midst of thee, of thy brethren, like unto me. Unto him ye shall hearken. According to all that thou desirest of the Lord thy God in Horeb. Remember what you said way back over there? When you said, don't let him talk to us. You speak to Moses and let Moses speak to us. And then Moses says to them, God is reminding you that I'm not going to speak to you anymore like that. According to all that thou desirest of the Lord thy God in Horeb and in the day of the assembly, saying, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, neither let me see this great fire any more that I die not. Remember you said that. Verse 17, and then Moses goes on talking to Israel, saying, And the Lord said unto me, They have well spoken that which they have spoken. In other words, I hear what they've said. I'll go along with it. It's settled. That's the way we'll always deal with it. Then he says in verse 18, and he repeats what he had just said in verse 15. I will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren like unto thee, and will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak unto them all that I shall command him. And it shall come to pass that whosoever will not hearken unto my words, which he shall speak in my name, I will require it of him. Now, here's what the Lord was saying. You said you didn't want to hear from heaven no more. So when I send this prophet among you, which was a prophecy of Jesus Christ, the Messiah that would come among Jesus Christ, you know, was he was God Almighty as man. And he was a prophet. He was the high, he was the high priest. He was everything all put in one. I won't go into details on that. But Jesus Christ, praise the Lord, was everything. And when he came to this world, praise the Lord, Jesus never did no spectacular thing like make the sky blow up and explode and some mountain shake and all that kind of stuff. Jesus never did any of that. He only told them what to do and it was their job. To believe. You understand what I'm saying here? And the only way that they were going to receive Jesus Christ in their life was going to be through faith. They had to believe in the Lord. They had to believe the Lord and say, God, I believe in you. And Jesus, we believe in you. And this is why that it was very important for them to believe on the Lord. Now, but the Jews, I'm going to number one here under A. But the Jews as a nation, I'm saying as a nation now, rejected Christ. They wouldn't do it. Look at Mark 8 and 11. And this can be found in Matthew and Luke. And I've just picked out Mark here. Look at Mark 8, chapter 8, verse 11 here with me. And the Pharisees came forth, began to question with him, seeking of him a sign from heaven. Tempting him. And he sighed deeply in his spirit and saith, Why doth this generation seek after a sign? Verily I say unto you, There shall no sign be given unto this generation. You know why? He didn't say this, but you know why? Because they had said, We don't want you to speak to us. You don't want any forceful thing. It's going to be spoken just like Moses spoke to them. God told me now, I tell you, the Moses did. Now Jesus is saying, God tells me, I tell you. Now you have to believe that. 
You have to believe it. This is where faith comes in, folks. We have to believe the word of the Lord. And this is where Israel missed it. Because when Jesus came, they want to see something spectacular. Even though he healed the sick, he raised the dead. He, 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 he opened the blinded eyes. He cast out devils. He fed 5,000. I mean, he did many miracles among them, but that wasn't it. They wanted some shaking and rattling and some boom, boom, bang, bang, something, which their forefathers have said, don't ever do this again to us. We'll accept whatever you say. And accept what he says is what they were supposed to do. And that was the faith, praise the Lord, the faith factor that came in that they did not have and they did not do. I want you to look in Romans chapter 10 with me for a moment. I'm going to go a little further with this before I go into where that, what's that got to do with us today. Look in, in uh, Romans chapter uh, 10 verse 13 here with me. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Thank you, Jesus. How then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? You can't call on God if you don't believe in him. You won't call on him. Now, people can come to church and they can sit and listen. They can watch people worship. They can watch people clap their hands. They can watch people sing. They can sing along themselves some. But until you come to the place where you say, I believe with all my heart what Jesus has brought to this world for us mortal creatures and mortal beings, you won't be saved. You've got to believe. And you can't believe in, uh, you can't believe in Confucius. You can't believe in Buddha. You understand what I'm saying? You can't believe in Mahavira. He's, he's, the, God of the, he's the God of the Janus religion, which is India. Uh, India's got a lot of religions, a lot of different leaders. I'm just trying to tell you here, there's all kinds of Shintoism. You, you, you can't believe in these gods out there. It's all through Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. And folks, when we believe in the Lord, let's believe in with all of our heart. And sometimes your faith will be tested. Sometimes your believing in the Lord may be shaken a little bit. And you say, you know, why does this, why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to my family? Why has this come my way? But what we have to do is say, Lord, you've said it in your word. I trust in you. I believe in you. I walk with you. I believe in with you all my heart. And I'm going to serve you and live for you and walk with you because there's too much at stake if I don't. Too much at stake if I don't. Praise God. Now, let me go a little bit further here. I'm reading here from verse 13. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Verse 14. How then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? They've got to hear. And how shall they hear without a preacher? So the Lord is saying here, this is why I send preachers into the world, so people can hear the gospel and believe. Praise the Lord. That's why God sends preachers out in the world. That's why he calls people to be a preacher. Praise the Lord. He calls them to preach the gospel and to send them. Praise God. Look at verse 17. So then faith cometh by hearing, hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's why it's important to go to church. Amen. Amen. 
I know we, we can see it on the Internet, and I, and I do. Whenever, if I can't be here, I'll try to watch it on the Internet. Uh, what do you call it? YouTube or whatever it is. I'll try to watch it on the TV. But if I can't, I want to be here. Because there's nothing like being right here, hearing it for yourself. And that man that steps into that pulpit here, and he begins to declare the word of God. I know he's substantive. He's got a thought. He's got some things he's going to be. But when he gets under the anointing, folks, he's preaching to us. And there's been times I have sit in the audience. And I can tell you for a fact, I knew that guy was preaching right at me. Right at me. I mean, he was coming right down on me. I thought he'd been opening my mail. Man, that, that guy knows everything I'm thinking. What's, you know, and, 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 and that has happened to a lot of us like that because God puts it in his heart and he comes out his mouth to tell that audience what I need to hear sitting out there. And they, it may only be one line. It only may be for a minute. It may be for 15 minutes. But it goes, and then after a while, maybe it's not, but somebody else, maybe it is. You understand what I'm saying? But faith comes by hearing, as though when you hear it, you think, boy, God's told him to tell me everything. I, and I remember one time I was so low and so discouraged and so down, and I went to church, and man, did that evangelist ever preach to me? And I said, Lord, thank you, God. You still got my phone number. You still know where I am. I mean, my zip code, I guess is the right way to say it. You still got my zip code. Hallelujah. And God has not forgotten me. Praise God. So I'm, I'm looking a little bit a little further here. Looking over in verse 7. Verse 11, 7. I'm sorry. 11, this next uh, chapter. Chapter 11, verse 7. Look at this, these two verses. <coughs> Excuse me. What then? Israel hath not obtained that which he seeketh for, but the election hath obtained it. And the rest were blinded. This is, called, this is where Israel lost out because they did not have the faith to believe the word of God. According as it is written, God hath given them the spirit of slumber, eyes that they should not see and ears that they should not hear unto this day. Paul was writing in his day, and unto this day, even today, Israel as a nation, not individuals, but as a nation, Israel still does not believe Jesus Christ was the Messiah. They missed it. And when Jesus came and he was trying to say, I'm your Messiah, I'm here, he's healing the blind, everything, they'll say, no, 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 we don't believe. We don't believe, we don't believe. And they wound up crucifying him, like, get him out of here, get him on out of the way because he's deceiving the people and so forth. Because they did not believe, did not believe. Now, believing, as you know, requires us to repent of our sins. If I believe, I will repent. Say, Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. I'll be baptized in Jesus' name because the Bible instructs us to do that. Be baptized. I can show you all kinds of verses of Scripture on that. And be filled with his spirit. Have his spirit inside of us. His spirit gives us the power and the strength to live a life in this life, in this world, overcoming those sins and transgressions that others battle with and have a problem with and can't. Amen. We've got people in this, tr this church that gave up drugs. They gave it up, threw it aside, never touched it since. Some of you gave up cigarettes. You threw it all away when you got saved. Some people gave up gambling. They threw it all away. Don't touch it no more, no more. They have the Spirit of God in them. That thing is long gone. 
alcoholism. We go on and on, naming uh, sins and things in people's lives. But when they came to God, God took it all away, gave them joy and peace and happiness. And that's the thing of the past is long gone. Hallelujah. And that's called living for God by faith. Amen. And the word of God that we hear week in, week in, and week in, week in, by the word of God, our faith is always strengthened. And we have kept, we're kept well and whole and walking with God in that. Praise the Lord. Now, I'm going to move on a little further here. I want to talk to us about the Gentiles. The Gentiles who did believe. I want to refer to some things here. This, this impressed the Lord. Two Gentiles I'm going to refer to here that believed the Lord. And Jesus was very impressed by it because they had faith when he didn't see it with Israel. But he saw it with Gentiles and Jesus had not come to the Gentiles yet at that time. He had come for the household of Israel. Now, I'm going to read these scriptures to you here. I want you to go with me, if you would, too, to uh, Matthew 8 and 5. All right, we got it. We're on it. We're on target. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him. A centurion now, remember this. A centurion was a captain over a hundred men, and he was a Gentile. And uh, saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only. Look at that. The man said that you're not worthy and you're coming under my roof. Now, in another place, the Bible says that they told Jesus, this man has been very good to our nation. It means he was a Roman. He's been very good to our nation and has also built a synagogue for the Jewish people. So he, they was trying to say he's worthy of anything you can do for him because he's a, he's a Gentile, but he's a good man. That's what they were trying to say to him. And... Uh, he says, Lord, if you would but speak the word only, my servant shall be healed. His servant now was a Jewish guy who was a, uh, who was a servant of his as a, as a Gentile uh, centurion who was the, a captain of over a, a hundred men, which was a good rank in those days. Verse 9, for I am a man under authority, say, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go, and he goeth, and to another come, and he cometh, and to my servant do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. Because the man said, all you have to do is speak the word only. That's all you got to do, just speak the word. You don't have to come to my house. If you'll just say it, it'll happen. And Jesus was saying... I have not found so great faith in all Israel. Here's a Gentile exercising more faith in what Jesus could do than the Jews were exercising. And he was a Gentile. And he did not have Abraham to his father. But he says, I know that you are so great, so powerful, you can just say the word and it'll happen. So he says here in verse 10, I'm going to finish reading it. In verse 11 here, and when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them, Follow, verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith in all the end. I say unto you that many shall come from the east and west 
and shall sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, coming from the east and west means they're Gentiles. Shall sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of, in the kingdom of heaven. Now, let me just say one thing before I go any further here. One day there's going to be a marriage supper of the Lamb, folks, and we're going to sit at that table. And sometimes I get goosebumps when I think about it. Because I'm not worthy to be there. I'm not talking for you, I'm talking about me. I'm just not worthy. I'm just, I'm a nobody. You know, my parents were working people. They were hardworking people, farmers, some of them farmers, construction workers, my family, my people. We're just, just poor, common, everyday people. You know, nice to have a roof over your head. Nice to be able to get out of the cold when it's cold, get warm in the wintertime. I don't know if you understand what I'm talking about, but I go way back. But I'm just trying to say, I'm going to sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. These people were great people. And I'm going to sit at the same table with them. And I'm going to sit at the same table with Paul and Peter and James and John and Andrew. And somehow or another, I'm swamped by that. But the Lord says it right here in his word. He says to this man right here that he said, I've never seen faith in all Israel. And people will come from the east and the west. And the reason that you and I have the opportunity to be saved and can be saved is because we believe. We believe in Jesus. Don't let anything ever take away that faith that you have in Christ. Don't let anything rob you of that. Oh, the devil would come around and whisper little things in your ear and blah, 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 blah. And he'll tempt you and, and go over, do this, go do that, or believe this, believe that. Do this your own way. You don't have to listen to nobody. Forget what the pastor says. He's just, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know what I'm talking about. But if we will say, Lord, I'm going to believe your word. What comes across this pulpit, folks, is from the Lord. It's from the Lord. Amen. Amen. I know anybody can get in the pulpit and just say the old thing. I realize that. But this pulpit here is a very cherished place. I can tell you that from experience. Men that get behind this pulpit, amen, it's, it's not whim, it's whimsical. It's people who really have shown that they walk with God and they serve the Lord. And they preach the word and under the anointing, just say, God, just send it my way and pour it on. By Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Hallelujah. Sometimes you can be discouraged and you're uplifted. Sometimes you can be arrogant and high-minded. And sometimes you're sort of brought down a little bit and, you know, made to understand, no, we're just here, you know, we're just getting through life. And we're no big shots. We're nothing. I'm just pointing out to you here that the Lord was letting these people know, praise the Lord, that if you walk with God and you serve the Lord, one day you'll sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Moses. And I mean people that were, you know, that we have no right to sit with, but we are God's people. And by faith, because we believed, we will be among them. What a privilege that is. 
And the thing that has touched my heart recently is the fact that we people who are nobodies, God has allowed us to become somebody to be able one day, one day to be in heaven, walk streets of gold, have a mansion over there. (coughs) Praise the Lord. He goes on to say here, I say unto you that many shall come to the east and west and shall sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and, and, and in the kingdom of heaven. Verse 12. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the self-same hour. This man, being a Gentile, praise the Lord, received what he came to ask for. And Jesus said that those, praise the Lord, who think that they've got it all made in the shade, they don't have to listen to Jesus or nobody else, they'll lose it. And they did. They did. History bears it out. They lost it. They lost it. So I'm just pointing out to you here, thank God for the wonderful truth of God and the greatness of the Lord and the goodness of God. Praise the Lord. Look in Matthew 15, 21. Let's see if I can, let's see if I can get there. Praise God. All right, 15, 21. When Jesus went this and departed to the coast of Tyre, Sidon, Sidon, behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. And this woman, in another, in another one of the gospel books, says she was a Greek. She's not a, she was not a Jew, she was a Greek. But her daughter was sick and had a devil in her, and she was asking for Jesus to come and heal her daughter. Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is usually wexed for the devil. Verse 23, but he answered her not a word. He ignored her. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, send her away, for she crieth after us. She keeps following us, crying. Verse 24, but he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. I'm only sent for the Israelites. Look at verse 25. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, Is it not meet to take is it not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it to the dogs? And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Look how humble she made herself. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Great is our faith. In other words, she was willing to be humble and say, I'm nothing, Lord, but you are everything. And I know that if you'll only hear my prayer, if you'll only do something for me, Lord, it's all I ask for. O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Now, I'm just showing you here where two Gentile people impressed Jesus because they came to the Lord and simply said, Lord, we want to believe in you. Praise the Lord. And God had turned away the Gentiles, uh, turned away the Jews. So there's eternal life. I'm going to wrap this thing up here. Eternal life comes through faith. Look at Romans 6.22. Romans 6.22. Praise Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 
22 and 23. But now being made free from sin and become servants to God, you have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You will not have eternal life any other way but through Jesus Christ. It's going to come through him, folks. Hold fast to what you have. Hold fast to it. Because that's where eternal life will always come through Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Amen. Look at, look at uh, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. I'm going to read 3 through 9. Look at this very closely with me here. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a heavenly hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. Everybody say, for me. That's right, for you, reserved in heaven for you. This is Peter talking. Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Now look at verse 8. Whom, having not seen, you love. Anybody ever seen Jesus? Ever seen him? Well, you love him, don't you? Sure you do. I do too. I've never seen the Lord. I've never seen him. You know, some people had some dreams or something like that. And I know there's some people who have had some kind of vision. They see an angel or something like that, you know. But uh, it says, who having seen ye love, and whom though now ye see him not. I don't see him. Yet believing. Notice the power of faith here. Yet believing. You rejoice with joy, unspeakable, full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your soul. Praise God. Uh, the Bible speaks about those who have gone on to be with the Lord. And I just want to say here that we've got people that have been in our church back there, and I think about them sometimes. I thank God for them. They've gone on to be with the Lord. Praise the Lord. They came through this church. I say through it because they came into it and then they went on to be with the Lord. Uh, we had an old preacher who used to preach around. His name was Christoph, George Christoph. If I could just have a show of hands, some of you older people, how many Brother Jenkins remembers him? Brother Mason? All right, sister. Yes, there's a few of you that remember old Brother Christoph. Yes. He was, an old, he was a Bulgarian, had a heavy accent, a little short guy. He was an evangelist, evangelist. And when I was a teenager, when I was a young teenager, he was an evangelist traveling around. He only traveled by Greyhound bus, that's all. He wouldn't spend the money on a train. He'd forget flying. All by Greyhound. That's where he traveled. And he traveled. He was in Chicago one time, penniless, no money in his pocket. He was crossing Market Street in Chicago, depressed, discouraged. 
And as he was walking, a guy walked up beside him and said to him, George, cheer up. God is going to use you. And however he uses you, you go that way. Really, he said, how do you know? And he walked to the curb of the street. He looked down, stepped up on the curb, then looked back over at the guy, and the guy wasn't there. He looked all around. There's no guy there. Then he got a letter in the mail. There was a there was a, a, a Catholic priest. Uh, it was a Orthodox priest, Greek Catholic priest, Bulgarian, out in California. Said I was praying, and the Lord gave me the, your address and your name, and that you would come and tell us what we got to do to be saved. And he hopped on a bus. And they sent him, and the guy sent him some money. He didn't have no money. He hopped on a bus and he drove out there. And when he walked into that church and people were working in the kitchen and the priest was there in the study room. And he walked in there where the priest was and the priest looked up and saw him. Oh, he says, you're the man. You're what God showed me in a vision that you'd come and tell me what I got to do to be saved. And George Christoph said, I'm here to tell you. And then he converted that whole church full of people. They all became Pentecostal, apostolic, Jesus' name, Holy Ghost filled. The Christoph died. Another, I'm sorry. But the Christoph was dying in Pensacola, in bed, tubes all in him. And he saw this vision, Jesus coming at him in a, through the meadows, flowers. And he was so happy. And he says, I held out my hands and I said, oh, Jesus. And as he came toward me, all of a sudden he put his hands up. And he said, not yet. Not yet. And he said, he started going back. And I said, no, no, I want to go to you, Jesus. I want to go to you. And he said, next thing I woke up in the hospital, 2 o'clock in the morning, Pensacola. Tubes all in me. So I started pulling everything out of my veins, everything out of my I got up and put my clothes on, walked out of the hospital. They said, no, 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 you're sick. You can't. You're dying. No, he said, I'm not dying. I know better. I know. I know I'm not. And he walked out of the hospital. Praise the Lord. He came here and preached for us here in Palm Bay. And he kept telling that story. He said, the Lord said, not yet, not yet. But he said, I know one day he won't say that. And this is when he was like a mid-80s, somewhere along about 90 years old. I heard he went back in the hospital and he passed away. He died. And I knew that time that George Kristoff, the Lord, came to him and he put, reached out to him, and the Lord took him in. Folks, the folks, praise the Lord, who have walked with God and served the Lord, praise the Lord, they're with Jesus. Now, I want to say this to all of us here today. Walk with the Lord. Serve the Lord. And one day we'll walk streets of gold. We'll walk streets of gold. I could talk to you more about it. I just want to make one reference here, and I'm going to wrap this up now. In Revelations chapter 21, one time I was very discouraged and I just went to this chapter. This is uh, chapter 21 of Revelation. And it's all about heaven. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. And there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city. The new Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven. Prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And he goes on to talk about how beautiful it was. He talks about the foundation. He talks about streets of gold. He says that there would be no 
uh, be, he says in verse 8, but the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and the murderers and the whoremongers and the sorcerers and the idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire burning with brimming friendship, which is the second death. Then he goes on to say, but the bride, praise the Lord, is going to be with the Lord in this holy city. You know, I don't know how long it's going to be before the Lord comes back for his church, but it won't be long. He's coming soon. Don't lose what you've got. Don't lose it under any condition. Say, Jesus, I'm going to walk with you. And if you're not saved, get saved. If you're not filled with his spirit, ask God to fill you with his spirit. If you haven't been baptized in Jesus' name, just ask the minister or one of these elders to baptize you in Jesus' name and wash away all your sins. And I'm telling you, one of these days that trumpet will sound. The dead in Christ shall rise first. We which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. I'm quoting here from First, First Thessalonians chapter 4, 13 through 18. I'm just trying to tell you here today that you and I need to hold fast to what you've got. Keep the faith. Praise the Lord. There is great power in faith. Keep the faith in your heart. Keep believing the word of God. Amen. Jesus is coming soon. And not long ago, I was reading in the book of Job. And I, God bless Job. I don't care how they tried to ruffle him up and try to make him to say, oh, you've been a bad man. You've done this and that. No, no, no. He said, God is putting me through the test. And I don't care what happens. I'm still going to believe in the Lord. And he says, even though that the skin worms destroy this flesh, yet in my body will I see the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. One of these days, Jesus is coming back for his people and we'll walk streets of gold and we'll sit down with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and all those other great people and be there and be qualified. Hallelujah. Because we have believed in him and walked with him in faith. Will you stand with me together and let's just lift our hands and worship God. God bless you. You've been a good audience here tonight. Jesus, we love you, Lord. We thank you. We praise you. Bless this congregation, bless this audience, bless these dear saints of God. Thank you, Lord, for the word. Thank you for truth. Thank you, Lord, for your spirit, the Lord, that always backs the word. Thank you, Jesus, that we can have a time with you. All the things that's going on in this old world, you said, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. And, Lord, we're going to serve you, walk with you, believe in you, trust in you, God. Until you come, Jesus, strengthen our people. Make us strong in you, Lord, and help us to keep reaching the lost that they may be saved as this day approaches, Lord, that you're coming back. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Amen. You're dismissed in his name. God bless you tonight.